Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, you tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards. We're live on 103.9 FM WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as the TuneIn app and Alexa. Just search, you guessed it, WYAB. The podcast, it'll be available here by 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. If you miss out on any of this and you want to share it with a friend, you heard something you want to go back and listen to again, I think today's going to be one of those shows. I think today's going to be one of those shows where you go back and he's like, man, what was that guy talking about? What was the name of that business he owns? That sounds interesting. I need to get involved in that. I got everybody in my dealership involved into it. Everybody I come across, I kind of preach the praises of Fit Chef. So with that said, I've got the owner, proprietor, head chef, Mr. Kevin Roberts with Fit Chef and uh, owner of Rockbox. What's the whole name for Rockbox? Rockbox Fitness of Jackson, Mississippi. Rockbox Fitness of Jackson, Mississippi. And that's in the old... Uh, the old, uh, Shoney's, no, that's not it used the to be Julep. The Julep location. Julep location, right there on the corner in Highland Village, right next door to uh, Char. Yeah, I was familiar with that franchise before you brought it down because, you know, you'll see these are franchise advertisements and stuff here and there. I was like, that's a cool concept. People need to start hitting bags again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. More Take out the frustration. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Right, people, absolutely. People need to start hitting the kicking bags and, you know, really doing that again. I think uh, everybody would be better for it. It's a great workout. It's non monotonous. You know, just fun. No, oh, man, we have a blast with it. You know, first I want to say appreciate that uh, in that intro. That was a uh, quite the intro there, Clay. That's but right. no, it's a it's a blast, man. You get in there. You literally, we have a fifty minute class. You go in there. You're spending twenty five minutes on the actual punching bags. where you are going back and forth between different combinations. You're hitting. You're kicking. I mean, the cardiovascular input or output, rather. Man, it's intense. You, if you if you do not bust a sweat in the first fifteen minutes, you're not doing it right. And, of course, we also throw in functional strength training where you can go in and you do a hand, we do 25 minutes worth of 10 rounds of different uh, studio-type workouts where, you know, where we're using you know, dumbbells, kettlebells, bands, um, different balls, different things like that, different weights. And it's set up to where we have an iPad at each station. So each station is, you know, shows an actual example of the exercise. So you get a chance to actually watch the, episode, the exercise right in front of you. And then you go through, you do the exercise, you do a minute and a half of rounds, and you go to the next one, and you work your way around. So it's 25 minutes of, you know, kickboxing, boxing. It's a 25 minutes of functional fitness, 50-minute class, a little cool down. And it's a heck of a workout. So it's high-intensity interval stuff. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, you you got a minute and a half going into it, loud music going through. We got lights, you know, track lighting. It's like a fight club meets nightclub. You're literally like you're inside of a nightclub in here just punching bags and punching around things, you know? Well, that, that works out perfect around here. Most of us grew up fighting in nightclubs. So, guys, <laughs> that's it. all you guys that spent right all that there. time fighting in my nightclubs, we got something for you. There you go. So right get out there. to Rockbox there at Highland Village. That's cool. What a great use of that space, too, because I mean, it's kind of evolved. Kudos to Holland Village with everything else going around in Jackson. 
they've kept that. That's good. Good managers, good property owners. Just they've really reinvested. They got that Whole Foods there. They've got some of the most premier clothing stores that you could ask for there. They got a Lululemon that drives women from all over the state to there. And now they got Rockbox. I think that's really cool. You got Char right there next to it. I mean, so you got a really good set of uh, just your anchor type stores there to get people there. First thing they see when they get there is going to be Rockbox. What's this Rockbox thing? So I think uh, location, location, location. Say what you want about Jackson, but anytime you uh, can be right off the interstate, it uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, Highland Village, uh, WS Development, the actual owners of that location, they have been a pleasure to work with, um, you know, because I have multiple different locations across the state. I have, you know, five different you know, landlords, per se, mm-hmm. um, and they have been one of the best ones to work with, especially as far as helping any situation um, they, they, they put an investment into that, and, of course, the security there has been top-notch. We have definitely, you know, felt a presence since we've been there, Felt definitely felt safe. And, um, no, they, they've been a great help. I love it. Yeah, so so I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up. So, that, you know, the elephant in the room anytime that we talk about Jackson is, yeah, but it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, but what about security? Man, no. No, we, we feel extremely safe there because, you know, the majority of our clientele are going to be female. Uh, they come in, they feel safe. We make sure that, you know, we do have security right there on that corner, nonstop. And, you know, there's cameras all the way around. And, of course, you know, you don't really want to mess with a bunch of women walking in with a bunch of punch, punching bags and punching gloves, too. You know? They got fired up anyway. <laughs> you know? Right? They're ready to go. But, no, it's, it's been it's – been, we have not had too many issues. There's been a – you know, one or two homeless guys walking by or whatever, but nothing of ma- you know, major you know, nuisance, basically. That's cool. Hey, let's circle back to a conversation we were having off air real quick, because I, I, I did want to hit this. I didn't get a chance to do it last week. I want to talk about this uh, this Anthony Oliver dude. Uh, we got two hours this morning, so we got some time to burn. Guys, if y'all heard this song, Rich Men North of Richmond, it blew up at the end of last week. I think by Friday, it was just it's the hottest song in the country. Then over the weekend... He's overtaken the number one spot on the iTunes chart. And I'm going to tie this all this in together here, if y'all give me a second. He goes from uploading this song a couple days ago. It's the number one song on iTunes. Now he has four songs in the top ten on the iTunes charts, ahead of people like Taylor Swift, Morgan Wallen, Jason Aldean, Luke Combs. And I ain't, these ain't just the country charts. This is just the people occupying the top ten. A guy and his four dogs – out in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina. Came out of nowhere. What they call an overnight sensation. I kind of chuckle every time I hear overnight sensation. It was just his time. You know, you don't take it, don't take into account the 10 years he was playing guitar before that. All the little shows in front of 20 people. This, that, and the other. You know, so that my point with that is, uh, hell of a song. And no matter what you're doing right now, keep grinding. You, you seen that meme, Kevin? The guy digging a, like a tunnel. With a pickaxe. Oh, yeah. The diamonds on the other end. The dude gives up too soon. One swing too soon. One, yep. Absolutely, man. And this is a great example of finishing that off. You may just be one swing away. Well, what that guy, that Anthony Oliver guy, you, you look into him, man. Like, he literally, he ended up going out to the mountains to get sober because yep. he was bad off. And then he ended up getting sober. And I guess in that time frame, and after getting sober, you know, he spent a lot of time playing the guitar and strumming along. And he put the music out, you know, earlier this year, but it's just now catching traction. And like you said, he ended up doing a little production, you know, publication of it. And it just took off. But the lyrics of that one song, 
uh, rich men north of, uh, of Richmond. If you listen to the lyrics, it's essentially stating what any and every American is truly feeling right now. You know, it's not just, you know, whatever political belief you may have. It's truly the tension that we're just experiencing across the country. And he's expressing, you know, some deep rooted, you know, feelings that most people in America are, are having right now. When he says, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, my tax dollars should be buying your fudge rounds. I was like, talk to me, big daddy. Talk to me. I, well, I, just, I fired up. My, I don't want my tax dollars paying for your fudge rounds. You know, you need to be. I don't, I'd much rather see my tax dollars pay for your fit chef than your fudge rounds. If you go, if, if you must eat on the on the government's dime, I would at least prefer it be healthy. So we're not paying for your medical bills down the road too. So anyway, it's a it's a good song. And, you know, I, one of the things I read was he was actually thirty days sober. Mm-hmm. He got thirty days with about well, about thirty five days ago now, five weeks. He hit his knees. He prayed to God, you know, to see him through. Within 30 days, he's sober, and he's got four of the top ten songs in the country without a record deal. That's phenomenal. You know, God uses people for different reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. He, he puts he puts people in your life for different reasons. And I just thought that was a great a great thing. I read that, and I was like, man, the, the song aside, even if you don't like the song, don't care for it, the story's phenomenal. Everybody should be pulling for the underdog. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. That dude's an underdog and you know, former addict, alcoholic, the whole nine yards. And here, thirty days later, you know, it's going to test his sobriety as uh, the wolves come knocking at his door, wanting to wanting to bite mm-hmm. him. And, but uh, God be with him, uh, Kevin. Let's use that as a as a jumping point, man. You're a bit of a grinder, you know. You kind of from the outside looking in, people might think you're an overnight sensation. Man, you know? I've been doing this for a long time. I've been grinding nights and weekends my entire life. Absolutely. You know, so I, when I interview folks like this, man, I like to ask a question. Was there a rock bottom moment where you said, man, I'd never want to get to this this spot here. I'd never want to be here again. I'm going to do whatever it takes to, whether it was drugs, alcohol, being broke, wh- whatever the case may be. Was there ever a point where you said, how I got here will never happen again? Man, I've had too many of those times. You know, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of times in my life where I've had a lot of ups and downs. I've hit rock bottom several times. I mean, obviously, you talk about, you know, Oliver Anthony here being a recovering alcoholic addict. You know, I got five and a half years clean and sober right now. And ironically, Fit Chef will be five years in November. So, I mean, there's a there's a little correlation in that. You know, I, I got further my first year of being sober, which led to Fit Chef opening about 11 months after getting sober. You know, and, and prior to that, you know, uh, Man, there's there's been times where you know the the darkness from you know drugs and alcohol really consumed my life, you know just you know there's been the moments where you know I've had a loaded gun inside my mouth, wanting to just end it all, and then I ended up getting sober. And there's been times where my last sobriety or my last little ten day bender was right after my daughter was born, and she was a couple months old and she just started talking. And um, I'm driving around, headed home on a Saturday after being out all night long. And I hear my daughter in the back seat. She, her first words were, Dad, Dad. And so I'm starting to realize, all right, what the heck am I doing with my life? You know, like here I am doing this stuff. You know, um, this is not productive. It's not bringing any measure whatsoever to my life. So I got sober. I got sober in December 18, 2017. And then um, started going, you know, balls to the wall, trying to better myself. Can I ask, you know, 
in, did you just quit cold turkey? You go to meetings, groups. What Man, your... I started going to. You know, I've been I've been in and out of AA. I mean, yeah. I, first day I went to AA was when I turned eighteen. The day after I turned eighteen, I was in rehab. You know, um, obviously I'm a high school dropout, I'm a college dropout, all that kind of stuff. You know, it was like obviously life uh, for me was uh, pretty wild and crazy. You know, my younger days. Um, so I always lived a life of going in and out of, you know, AA or NA. You know, I think I have accumulated maybe like 35 desired chips my entire life. You know, I get about two, three months sober and think I got it. I got everything figured out. Like, I got this. Go back out and come back in. Revolving door nonstop. But this last time, like I said, you know, if you see one of my tattoos right here, it says Saved by Bella's Grace because my daughter's name is Bella Grace. Yeah. Like, Truly, that moment when I heard my daughter back there saying, Dad, Dad, in the back seat, and here I am coming off a bender. I'm like, dude, this, this, is, this is not how I'm going to live my life. This is not what I want to be in the world, you know? I got this one. I was still high, but <laughs> I'm really glad I got it. It's still standing because it was like through all, through all my self-inflicted adversity oh man yeah you're absolutely like, you're your own worst still, you're your own worst enemy it's know? one it's one of the only tattoos from that era that i didn't get covered up i was like i'm gonna keep this one there I'm you gonna, go i'm gonna keep this one so i yeah, i get it man sometimes we wear we literally wear wear our scars oh yeah absolutely they're good reminders too you know oh yeah i, mean, I, I wish i should have so some of them i'm like eh, maybe i shouldn't have covered them up so i have a good <laughs> reminder like now nah, i needed they needed to be covered up i feel you brother but man, I that, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up the uh, we're gonna take a break, but I'm glad. And when we come back, we're gonna hit the reset button. I'm glad you brought up high school dropout, college dropout, because I got a big blue collar audience. You know, maybe these guys have finished high school, maybe they didn't, maybe they went to college, maybe they didn't. Guys and girls that are out there finding their way. I, and you're a success story. I want people to know that no matter where you're at, no matter what your rock bottom is, you, you, if you can focus and you can grind it out and you can get a mission at hand and follow that line, you can get wherever you want to be. This, you know, as bad as things are in America, it's still the greatest country in the world. And you still have the ability and the access to do things that you can't anywhere else. we got a success story here in the studio with us this morning. If you guys got any questions, want to chime in, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. 769-241-1944. The phone number, but hey, I ask you to keep it on topic this morning. Uh, we'll, we'll get the incendiary stuff back tomorrow. We'll talk politics tomorrow. Right now, let's talk Motivational Monday. we got Kevin Roberts, 601-879-0002. We'll be right back after this break on 103.9 FM, WYAB. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends down at Stonington Farm, Beef, 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished, antibiotic-free, steroid-free, MRNA-free, locally-sourced, Mississippi-raised beef. They come up here to the central Mississippi area once a month. They make three or four deliveries. You can meet them up wherever. There's no, there's no minimum or maximum order. If you just want one pound of beef or one ribeye or a whole cow, you can get it all. Get in touch with them. Stoningtonfarm.com. That's Stonington with two N's. Farm. Dot com. My freezer is loaded down with 100% grass-fed, grass-finished Stonington Farm beef, and yours can be too. Check them out, stoningtonfarm.com. What you do is you go to the website, you'll select View Our Cuts, I believe is the link. It'll have the prices, all that stuff, and then you'll call Miss Katie Stonington. You'll custom build your order, and boom, the next time they're up here, you'll get to pick your order up, and you can enjoy the grass-fed difference. That's Stonington Farm Beef. All right. Got Kevin Roberts here in the studio with me. 
owner proprietor of Fit Chef, Rockbox, and a few other things. Hey, Kevin, one of the main reasons we I've been trying to get Kevin on for a while now. We've, we are, he's a busy guy. I'm busy. Finally, we're able to come to a date together. The real uh, cause for this meeting today, or this interview, is we're both participating in the American Cancer Society. Uh, I'm still going to call it Real Men Wear Pink. Uh, apparently, they've gotten politically correct, and it's called Men Wear Pink now. But we're still going to call it Real Men Wear Pink. Anyway, we're both participating in it, trying to raise the money for the Tatas. And uh, we've both got a campaign. Uh, mine will be posted to social media later. Kevin, where can they find yours from if they want to donate to you? I believe they can also look me up on Facebook, you know, Kevin Roberts on Facebook. But I believe this, uh, there's a link. Basically, it's the same link as uh, uh, Clay's going to post. Just take off Clay's name and put in Kevin Roberts, and you'll go to mine, all right? <laughs> Sounds good. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll share Kevin's link, too, since he was on the show today. We'll, we'll, we'll get it out there. I appreciate that one. Kevin, was, was there any – most people, a lot of people that do this, they, they've they been affected. Somebody in the family has been affected by breast cancer. Do you have, have you have, do you have any stories about your family and breast cancer? Or oh, yeah, man. I've already lost two, two, two aunts in my entire life from you know, breast cancer. But the, the the biggest thing for me, you know, the reason why whenever I was approached to do this this year is last year, I lost my father to uh, cancer. Obviously not breast cancer, but again, the American Cancer Society covers all cancers, you know, is, but the men wear pink, the real men wear pink uh, campaign is mostly specialized for breast cancer awareness because, you know, obviously they want to bring men to bring awareness to breast cancer. And of course, having men wear pink is a little more out, you know, eye catching basically. Sure. But anyways, my dad passed away last year. I, I sat there and watched my dad slowly die from, you know, he had a, a throat cancer or a he had a cancer in his uh, top of his stomach into his esophagus, which basically kept him from being able to eat. And so the last, you know, six months of his life, he ate less and less. And the last two, three weeks of his life, he maybe drank maybe one eight-ounce glass of water. And it just so happened to be at the same time that October 1st last year that I was approached to help um, cater a, uh event last year for the men wear pink, the real men wear pink, um, at the uh, Save the Boobies Halloween party. And so I ended up sponsoring it by donating the food and it just kind of correlated with, you know, right at the same time my dad passed away. So obviously when I was approached this year, it's like, yeah, absolutely. I want to get involved. I want to help. I want to see what we can do to basically just help raise funds for the American Cancer Society because that's what it does. You know, last year, I think they said they raised $350,000 or something around that ballpark just here in Mississippi or the central Mississippi uh, sector did. And so they're trying to beat that this year and uh, just keep pushing forward. Yeah, look, I've been blessed with my family. I, I have a she's not a blood a blood aunt, but she's been my mom's best friend since before I was born. My aunt Betty has uh, suffered from breast cancer, and so that's why it's kind of special to me for like like that. Uh, like I said, I've been no no my mom. Fortunately, my sister. Fortunately, I've not been affected by it. But I have so many friends and family, you know, extended family that have. And it's just hey, even minus that. It's just a good cause, right? And it's like, ironically, my aunt Betty passed away too from cancer too. It's so terrible, man. It's crazy. We got we both got aunt Betty. <laughs> yeah, aunt Betty, and um, so it it just means a lot to me to be able to use this platform for some good every now and then too. Yeah, absolutely. Not, you need to, man. I mean, I feel like what I do is for good every day, trying to save the soul of America. It depends on who you're asking on but, that one. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think it's inarguable good when you're trying to do when you're trying to beat cancer, right? Like, yeah, we can all we can all agree absolutely. on this, right? That's not that's not a left or right thing. That's that. So look, man, that's that's the reason for this, man. We wanted to kick this thing off with a bang. Uh, Kevin's doing it. I'm doing it. There'll be more. I'm going to try to throw an event here soon before it's all said and done myself. So have to, everybody will be invited out 
for that. That's why I decided not to throw a birthday party this year. I usually throw a big birthday party. And I was like, man, I'm going to save it and try to get everybody to come out to an event, raise a little extra money. So we'll keep you posted on who, what, when, where as far as that goes. Kevin, let's talk about your your real passion here, man. Let's talk about cooking, brother. T- t- kind of give us a little bit of backstory. And then I want to get into Fit Chef and I want to get into the, the cooking school. I think that's awesome. Well, I haven't told anybody else outside publicly about the cooking school yet, but we'll go into it. You sure? Yeah, absolutely, right. man. Absolutely. I want to bring some awareness to it. I thought I saw it on Facebook. So I figured it's on Facebook. It's Yeah. Oh, no, it's fair game. It's fair game. There's, there's, but there's a lot more than what just was posted then. So cool. I, I got some good information for you. I bet. So let, let's start, man. You, you said you cooked in Vicksburg for years, at big restaurants, and did that for a long time. So tell us how you got into all this. Like, if you had, pick a starting point. I mean, the starting point is, you know, my earliest memory cookies cooking is going to be when I was five years old, grandma's house, learning how to make biscuits on her counter. You know, some of the old school way where you just dump the flour on the counter and you start cracking everything into the, the counter and you start mixing it together right there on the counter, right? So I come from a long line of, you know, caterers, cooker, cooks, you know, southern style. You know, my family's from Louisiana, Monroe, West Monroe, all that area. So, you know, we learn how to cook, you know country cooking that's west mississippi as i've always called it right you know we're you know. a bunch of yankee coonasses we like to call it so yeah. <laughs> we're on the north side of the border you know yeah so anyways um man by the age of nine like most kids coming home from school they want to watch tv well the first thing i always watched was great chefs of the world back in the old day back on discovery channel way before food network even existed yeah here i am nine years old watching cooking shows on how to cook food you know, professional chefs across the world. By age 10, I'm setting up my parents' VHS uh, uh, camcorder, you know, back in the old day on the tripod, the one that weighs like 40 pounds on your shoulder. And I'm sitting there doing, making uh, homemade cooking shows where I'm teaching <laughs> or demonstrating how to make, you know, craft blue box macaroni and cheese and chicken nuggets, right? I'm over here on my couch jumping off <laughs> trying to do the, the macho man elbow drop. He's over here learning a life skill. Right? Over here just you know, burning macaroni and cheese, you know, yeah. while I'm on camera and stuff. Yeah. But uh, ended up, um, my first job was cooking burgers at Bumpers at the age of 15. Uh, that's all, all I've known. Basically, I've been in the restaurant industry. I tried to do some other things throughout my life when I was younger. I sold DirecTV for about two months. You know, and I, Door to door? Oh, no, nah, man. Call center. Call, okay. call center. Gotcha. And I, I could not sit still at a cubicle to save my life. You know, um, obviously I have ADHD pretty bad, so being hands-on inside of a kitchen is what, you know, keeps me occupied. Yes, still being in the car business is my day job. I'm kind of stuck in the office there. It it drives me nuts, too. It's like I I enjoy the face-to-face interaction with people, but the hurry-up-and-wait, I don't do well. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, man, absolutely. Um, No, man, I started cooking um, basically when I was 15. I worked in a couple different restaurants throughout my, you know, Teenage years, surf tables, you know, anything from Applebee's, Cracker Barrel, things like that. Uh, ended up getting a job at uh, Cedar Grove in Vicksburg, which is um, uh, Annabelle Bed and Breakfast downtown. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, I was about 21, 22, somewhere around that. And uh, that's when I first actually started tr- trying to learn how to cook professionally. The chef brought me in. Um, he basically took me under his wing, showed me how to do everything from holding a knife properly to all kinds of different cooking techniques. And they ignited that passion. That passion started right then, about the age of 21, 22. Let me, okay, I want to ask you about that. You, br- you brought that up. It's always that, that one guy, right, that decided not to look at you as your, his potential replacement, but as somebody that he could take under his wing and show. And in the car business world, there's always those managers who have, some of them are very scared of, their, of losing their spot and they don't want to help the up and coming guy. But it's those ones that do 
that are the guys that are still in this business, that those guys that even got past them bring them on to be their, their general managers and managers and stuff like that. There's, it's always the ones that help along yeah, the way. No, absolutely. They, absolutely. Instead of look at you like some peon or like somebody that could potentially replace them. You know, that sounds like the, what this guy was. Oh, man, I mean, here I am 17 years later, and the things that that – John Kellogg is his name. The things that that chef taught me have been the core values and core memories of how I operate now. Everything from how I clean, how to, you know, how I just keep it simple because that was his biggest thing. He told me to keep things simple nonstop. Now, mind you, this was a very angry French chef-inspired chef. He, he actually learned how to cook in Paris. Um, he, um, he cussed much, he cussed a lot, you know, (laughs) and one of my favorite, one of my favorite memories, right? So this guy, he ended up breaking one of his bones in his foot. So he's wearing, you know, a boot on one foot. And of course in Cedar Grove, they have a basement where you go downstairs and that's all the extra, you know, ingredients, the backup coolers all downstairs. And so he's going down the stairs and he missed the last steps and his other foot ended up sliding to where he ended up pulling or like tearing some tendons and his other foot. So this guy here, we uh, we had a wedding one day. It's 250 people wedding. This man's got a boot on one leg, and he's got a cast on the other, you know, basically kind of protect each one from a broken bone to the tendons. And he's got a pocket full of Percocets in his back pocket, right? So he's walking down the hallway. He's limping from side to side. All you hear is the entire way, right? Well, anyways, he has me prepping up these asparagus, and I end up cutting the stalks of the asparagus too short. And he's downstairs and doing this fruit display, drool coming out of the side of his mouth, just completely eight sheets to the wind, right? And he's sitting here cutting a swan out of, of cantaloupe and you know, out of melons. Like he's cutting like a fruit display, right? And he sees that I cut the asparagus too short, and he loses his he loses his crap. Like he just flips the switch, and he starts going off. Next thing I know, he starts calling me how stupid I am. He's spitting all over the fruit. There's just spit flying everywhere, and he's just chewing me up and down, right? All because of a cutting asparagus too short, you know. And um, that's how I learned how to cook. You know, it's basically <laughs> that kind of mentality. So I have to ask because I cooked some asparagus over the weekend. What is too short? Like what is so right on that spot? knuckle, right where it yeah. starts to turn from going too white at the base yeah. to where it turns dark green. You got to yeah. cut right there where it's you know right cut, the, cut, the, cut the white off because that's too yeah. much bitterness. There's going to be too much fiber, yeah. uh, fibrous material in that. Then it goes into a softer actual you know. Yeah, I, I love asparagus, but there's no mistaking when somebody's eating asparagus in the same house as you. Oh yeah, you, know, know. you, you smell that sulfur later on, man. Man, I, you, I woke up this woke up throughout the night to use the restaurant. I was like, oh, yeah, we ate asparagus. We ate asparagus, didn't we? <laughs> every uh, time, brother, every time. So you got started there, man. What, what was after that? So after that, after about a year and a half, I mean, I'm literally, you know, here I am. I'm riding a bicycle to and from work, all right? I was, you know, fresh out of rehab because, um, you know, I went to rehab for like the second or third time. How old like are that. you at this point? At about 23. 23? Okay. Yeah, 23. So, Ended up, um, I'm living in a one-bedroom studio apartment that's not even 400 square feet. I'm sleeping on an air mattress. I'm riding a bicycle to and from work, which I have to go through the hood of downtown Vicksburg to get to from work. You know, there's been several times where I almost had a couple of run-ins and things like that. All because I wanted to learn how to cook because I realized this isn't how I want to live my life. I want to learn a skill, obviously, you know. So after, you know, doing that for a good while and kind of got kind of antsy, and the chef had mentioned something about, you know, seasonal work outside of Mississippi. Sure enough, I ended up going to CoolWorks.com. I applied for a 
grill cook position in Yosemite National Park at a lodge resort out there. Um, sure enough, I got the job. I told, you know, John, uh, my chef John, I was like, hey, man, look, I got this job opportunity out here. And that's when I realized that I hurt his feelings because he was not training me to for me to learn. He was training me to replace him so that he can move on to the next chapter in his life. And so instantly he, he told me, well, if you're going to leave somewhere else, you can go ahead and leave now. And basically he let me go. And I learned firsthand that, you know, when you get ready to leave a job, make sure you're ready to leave a job. Two-week notice is only only works when they want to keep you for another two weeks. <laughs> That's right. It is not owed to you. Well, his, his, his explanation was if you're going to leave, you're going to end up getting short-timers disease and you're going to end up making other people want to leave too. So go ahead and head out, which it worked out for the best. I ended up flying out to California where I was worked out there for a year and a half as a line cook and grill cook out there. There's a large resort where we're doing, you know, off the wall, crazy ingredients, you know, high end stuff, things I've never seen before in my entire life, you know, and then just just fell head over heels in love with food and a passion for uh, the the ingredients that exist in the world, everything from like sharks to you know kangaroo. I'm I'm grilling all this cool you know exotic stuff. It was great, and so came back from there. Came back to Vicksburg after the season. Oh, Go I got I got ask though. When when you're out there, you talk about you fall, just falling in love with it. It wasn't like working, was it? I mean, you you were getting up every day when, when you're learning and consuming and getting knowledge. That's not really working. I mean, oh, you, no, you, you were enjoying what you were doing. Oh, man, they had me doing all kinds of stuff. You know, at one point in time, I was the midnight baker. I trained to be the baker yeah. uh, to help learn how to make, like, the, the sandwiches for the uh, for the, the, the general store at the resort. I learned yeah. how to make all the breads. You know, I'm in there, you know, midnight learning how to cook all this, you know, bread. And that's when I learned about all this. Cool. Hey, and, I'll take, hold, hold that thought. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll pick up at Left California. There we go. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm joined here in the studio this morning by Kevin Roberts, owner of Fit Chef and Rockbox. We're just hearing his story, man. We're going to get into the Fit Chef part of it here soon. In the meanwhile, we'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. I'm joined here live in the studio this morning by Kevin Roberts. Kevin is the owner of Fit Chef and Rockbox. Is it Rockbox Kickboxing? You know, tell me the full name again. Rockbox Fitness. Rockbox Fit. Rockbox Fitness. My sister goes there, and uh, she loves. She's doing it. great, by the way. Yeah, awesome. I saw her the other day. She's looking great. So she's killing it, man. I, I think she had a picture of your face on one of the bags one day, though. I think you made her mad that day or something like that. And the <laughs> next thing I know, she's punching the bag. And then sure enough, there's a Clay Edwards picture right there on the bag taped to it. There's probably lots of people from Jackson with a picture of Clay Edwards on their bag. So uh, I'll take it, right? Hey, well, I'll tell you what. We do have a printer in-house, and we can print pictures of anybody you want to punch, all right? Hey, look, if y'all want to punch me, donate $50 to my Real Men Wear Pink campaign. <laughs> all right let me see what i got in my pocket you know i meant the bag i meant the bag oh, oh okay 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 all right <laughs> i may set up i may set up one of those dunking booths with me in it and uh let let people uh dunk me for for donations which speaking of which we are going to end up having a actual event i'm gonna try to have an event at the actual rock box for yeah. the men, real men wear pink yeah uh where we have a fighters or survivors fighter um a day yeah where it'd be a saturday where a lot of you know breast cancer survivors and things like that they can come out there and have a free class, free workout, and just kind of really get to, you know, because they're fighters. I mean, obviously, Absolutely. people who survive, you know, cancer in general, but breast cancer women, they are fighters. And so we want to basically give them some type of, you know, outlet to where they can really get themselves out there to just, hey, you are a fighter. Now let's see how you fight. 
you know. I like it. I like it. Let me know, man. I'll come out there and check that out for sure. I want to try to support have pink, some of these pink events. Punching gloves. Yeah. Oh, that's that's cool, man. Yeah. That's cool. Nice little nice little added flavor there. All right, so we left off at um, leaving L.A. Coming back to Mississippi, right? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I lived out in Yosemite, California for a yep. year and a half. This is back in 2008, 2009, sometime like that. Came back to Vicksburg and uh, started working at a few restaurants in Vicksburg and started getting that itch again, where I ended up applying for a job in Denali National Park, Alaska. And ironically, I flew out there originally. I got a job out there. I flew out there originally back in 2010, I think it was as to work at this burger shop right outside the entrance to Denali called Denali Dogs. And I worked there for about two weeks and realized, all right, this isn't challenging me enough. And ironically, the place next door to where I was living at this resort, um, small bed and breakfast, they were looking for a chef. So I ended up walking next door, ended up becoming the chef of this bed and breakfast called the Perch Denali, which was a... it was great. It had a nice little 20, it had 20 cabins right on the uh, edge of a creek, mountains everywhere, great view, daylight all the way until 2 o'clock in the morning, all this kind of stuff. And I worked out there as the chef, and I love that place because you walk into the actual lodge part where the actual, like, the where you check in for, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're checking in the restaurant. Real small restaurant, had maybe like 40 chairs, you know, real small. You walk in, and instantly you're greeted by the chef because it had an open kitchen, and basically it had a podium and a small kitchen that was right there part of the dining room so everybody could watch you cook and so here you come in there to hang out i introduce you say hey go take a seat over here here's a menu i'll cook whatever you want to i love it it was very small intimate all that kind of stuff well, I ended up leaving there. Teaches you a little showmanship, too, right? Oh, man, I had a blast, dude. I was walking around. This is back when I started drinking again, and I'm walking around uh, drinking Malbec, red wine, interacting with customers, catching pans on fire, putting on a show. I love it. Yeah. I mean, literally, I'll bring an empty plate to somebody's table. I'll set it down in front of them, and then I'll make a flambe of some type of you know pasta or something like that. i bring it to the table and dump it right on their plate, right there in front of them while I'm still on fire. Oh, it was great. I loved it. It was, you know, oh, it was a blast, you know. Yeah. And th- that's the kind of experience I think we're kind of missing around here a little bit, you know, that I'd really love to see. Oh, the whole reason why I'm working right now is so I can retire by buying a bed and breakfast in the mountains somewhere and doing the exact th- same thing where I just cook for, you know, 20, Full 30 circle. people. Exactly. That's that's how I want to retire is basically having a little bed and breakfast where I'm sitting here cooking for you right in front of you, catching nice. things on fire or whatever it may be, you know, and just making just having fun and intimacy. Yeah. Because that's, that's the reason why my passion for cooking is the way it is because I love being able to – you know, not only that instant gratification saying, hey, this is really good, but the, the, the conversation over food. You know, food brings people together. Food brings people to, you know, to talk to each other, to interact. It doesn't matter how, you know, because if you're angry, you're upset, you're bothered, he'll eat something and talk about it, you know. But it brings people together, and that's what I love about food, and that's the reason why I have that passion for, you know, interacting with our guests and our customers. So anyways, ended up leaving California, uh, Alaska because it's a seasonal job because by, by October it gets cold. You see the northern lights, but it gets yeah. dark, you know, so. It's cool. I mean, a lot, a lot of people just think Alaska, snow, ice. I forget that it, like, during the summer months, or not winter months, whatever that consists of there, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful, man. Man, it's absolutely it's gorgeous. You got sunlight all day long. The, the vegetables up there grow humongous because of the photosynthesis because there's so much sunlight. Yeah. You know, we, uh, we had a local farmer up there. His name was Jimmy Hendrix, not R-I-X. It was R-I-C-K-S. Yeah. You know, um, this cool hippie guy up there, he was growing this massive farm, and I'll go visit, you know, the farm on my days off, and you'll see cabbages that are, you know, that are the size of watermelons up down 
here. Like the Smith County watermelons. Mm-hmm. Imagine a cabbage that big. You know, it's yeah. huge. It's monstrous. My grandmother grows. Uh, she's ninety years old almost, and she still has a big garden out there at her house in Florence. And she, she squeezes those little miracle growing her jalapenos. They're huge. <laughs> I mean, huge. I'm like, I'll take all those, please. Oh God bless. So I ended up leaving California. I got a job down in Vero Beach. Obviously, I spent the summer in Alaska. Then I flew down to uh, Vero Beach, which is right north of Boca Raton down in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spent the winter down there. And so I ended up getting this job at like this multi-millionaire, billionaire club resort that had like three golf courses, five restaurants, all this kind of stuff. And that's where I learned how to do like the real high-end, you know, the real fancy stuff that you see on like Food Network. Um Ended up working there for a little while, except I couldn't get my act together. And here I am, you know, out here partying. Ironically, I fly to or move to Vero Beach, Florida. And the first day I'm there, I meet a girl from Vicksburg, Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) Ironically, right? You keep pulling me back in. (laughs) And so needless to say... I uh, had a little too much fun there and ended up making it, you know, messing up the job there. And I'll never forget the day I left that job or well, I was terminated from that job. I was, this one job I was actually like really fired. Um, I came in late. I was about an hour late. The chef there was this five, six, real, again, another angry French chef for some reason. I don't know why. I, <laughs> I keep getting myself involved with these guys. Anyways, he comes into me at the end of my shift and he looks at me right in the eyes and he's like, am I going to get any type of improvement from you? Because he's been riding my butt for the last, you know, the whole last three or four weeks. And I looked at this guy, I'm, I'm hungover out of it, obviously. And I looked at him and I was like, nope, this is pretty much what you're going to get from me. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up. And he's like, you will never amount to, to anything as a chef. You might as well go find a different job. You might as well find a different career to go in. He's like, grab your knives and get the hell out of my kitchen. So I left. Ended up coming back to to Vicksburg where I was asked to be a chef of a new restaurant that was opening up there, uh, 10 South Bar and Grill. Um, So I was like, sure, I'll hang out here for a little while. Hold that thought. We're going to take a break real quick. I know some folks at 10 South, by the way. All right, we'll be right back. Kevin Roberts here to close out the first hour, and we've got a whole other hour to go. And then we're going to get into the Fit Chef stuff. You guys are going to love that, too. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Kevin Roberts. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We ran over a few segments there, so we've got about 30, 40 seconds left here. I'm just going to tell you guys about one of our great sponsors for the next minute, and then we'll come back at the top of the hour with more of Kevin Roberts. I want to get into this Fit Chef stuff. I want to get into healthy eating and why that's such a passion for him. I've got... All of Ellis Autoplex eating, and my girlfriend for that matter, eating Fit Chef. I, I sing its praises. I've been talking about it on here. And I mean, Kevin is not a sponsor either. This is a just free plug, man. When I believe in something, I like to make sure everybody knows about it. And uh, this Fit Chef is a great way. I, y'all hit me up all the time. You're like, Clay, you know, how'd you lose that? How'd you lose that weight? How'd you lose that weight? I didn't eat a carb for 100 days. And I wish I had known about Fit Chef then. <laughs> And I didn't. I was actually telling Allison last night, I said, I, I wish I had known about Fit Chef when I was on my just diehard carbless stuff. I said, I'm trying to get back to it. You know, I just ate steak and eggs every day for 100 days, you know, and intermittent fasting and, and all that stuff. Diet, yeah, I was like, I, I, I got to lose this weight with my thought process. You know, mm-hmm. when you set your mind on something, it's, uh, and you get past that first week or so, it gets a lot easier. First week, when you're trying to get into ketosis or whatever, that first week is hell. No, you get the keto flu. You do. Luckily, I had the actual COVID for two weeks. Oh, you couldn't it, tell the difference then. And it kind of kick-started ketosis. 
So I, I, I was sick for two weeks and just couldn't eat anything. I woke up and I was like, try one of them pea strips. I was like, oh, I'm in ketosis. I might as well stay here. So that's what I did for 100 days. All right, look, we'll be right back here after the top of the hour news. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. We're joined here in the studio this morning by Kevin Roberts, proprietor of Fit Chef. Man, we're going to get all into Fit Chef here in a minute. Um, Real quick, quick ad read for you guys. I've been trying to limit them when I have a guest in the studio. But, hey, do you need your hair did? You need to get out there to Patina Hair Studio in Ridgeland and see my friend Miss Tina and her team and get your hair taken care of. You got a big event coming up. Are you going to be attending one of the Save the Tata Real Men Wear Pink parties? Swing by. Get, get your hair did. Get your nails did. Right there at Patina Hair Studio in Ridgeland. Ladies, men, they do it all. Walk-ins are welcomed. I keep talking about their uh, shampoo stations. Their massage chairs, too. So get your hair massaged. Get your hair shampooed. And get your body massaged all in one fell swoop. There. If you're getting your hair colored, you know it's got to set for a little while before they wash out the, the color. You'll set in one of those massage chairs. Just chill. You may end up going to sleep. I probably would. You can also get manicures, pedicures, and more. Walk-ins welcome at Patina Hair Studio. You can book an appointment, which is always the desired method. Book an appointment at patinahairstudio.com or check them out on Facebook, patinahairstudio. It's not patinas. Not like Kroger's. We've got to quit putting S's on the end of everything. I know I'm as guilty of it as, as anybody. <clears throat> it's just Patina Hair Studio right there in Ridgeland. All right, here I am with Kevin Roberts. Kevin, we kind of dropped off, and I guess we can fast forward a little bit. We kind of dropped off you getting back to Vicksburg and 10 South. Did you launch the, help launch that thing? Or? Yeah, absolutely. So I was one of the, uh, the opening chefs for that restaurant right there. I helped design the menu and all this stuff. And basically, that was – it was my baby for a little while and ended up working there for a good year and a half. Shout uh, out to Nick P. Yeah, ask for Nick, right? Yeah. <laughs> good old Nick P. In fact, uh, we even made a um, a dish. I made a dish for him with his name on it called Nick's Mac Nuggets. Cause I, he, he, I saw a picture of it the other day. Yeah, yeah, he shared it. So he, yeah. he begged me for the longest time. I was like, hey, man, put some fried macaroni uh, nuggets or fried macaroni balls on the menu and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, I love them. You know, it's something you should do. And so, sure enough, we named it Nick's Mac Nuggets. Put it right there on on the menu for him. So, but, yeah, he's, he's a good dude. Oh yeah, Nick's good. I've known I've known Nick since high school. Uh, with him and I used to be running buddies for a little while, and so ended up working ten south for a good while. And the ironic, ironic, the ironic part there is, you know, the main menu is a lot of like burgers, wings, things like that. But during this time. You know, I'm over here trying to eat healthy. Um, a little backstory on myself. You know, I spent the majority of my life overweight. My entire life, all the way through teenage years, you know, I was overweight. I was obese. I was sedentary. I played a little bit of baseball when I was younger. But throughout high school, nothing, right? And so at my biggest in high school, I was 275 pounds, uh, wearing a size 42 pants. You know, I was a big kid, right? Mm-hmm. Well, by the age of 19, uh, because of my sedentary lifestyle, because of, um, you know, eating my garbage, you know, bad diet, things like this, I ended up growing a tumor in my thyroid at the age of 19. So by the age of 19, I had to have half my thyroid removed because it was starting, you know, I had an inch and a half tumor growing in there, which um, basically afterwards I ended up having a, a weird reaction to where I lost 100 pounds. I went from 270 pounds to 167 pounds. And so, of course, fast forward a little bit more throughout my life, you know, my early 20s, you know, I'm a chef. Here I am just eating all kinds of stuff. 
by the age of 25, they wanted to remove my gallbladder. I was having a lot of health issues there. They wanted to remove my gallbladder. Um, I had ulcerative colitis. I was having digestive issues. Um, just a wide assortment of things. Yeah, and, diverticulitis or had diverticulitis right. anyway, you know, from just a nasty diet. And so, and ironically, at the same time, you know, after that surgery, whenever I had to have my thyroid removed, you know, they gave me a bunch of, you know, pain pills back in the day. And that kick-started a real bad pain pill addiction and all this kind of stuff. Right. Back in the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, they were passing out, you know, more sets like it's nobody's business, right? Well, that kick-started that addiction right there. So by the age of 26, it was basically, let's get sober, let's eat healthier or die. And so a couple of years later, I stayed sober for a little while and ended up you know, working at 10 South. And here I am in the corner eating chicken and rice, you know, eating healthy while selling burgers and everything else. And How, how old are you now, Kevin? 38. 38. Okay. So this is, you know, I, I turned 30 at 10 South when we opened up. And so it was about 31 um, whenever all this was going on and, you know, I, I try to compete in a, a men's physique competition, you know, so all of a sudden I had a new love for eating healthy and, and working out. So that's where the passion of it was really born. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Yeah. And so that's when, that's when the passion started. Cause I had no choice. It was either to die or get healthy. Yeah. You know, it was either kill myself from eating all this fried food and junk and everything else or get healthy. And so I ended up getting healthy and I ended up, you know, cooking on, you know, eating healthier myself. And everybody saw what I was eating versus what I was selling. And people were like, hey, can you make me some of that? So I ended up leaving the restaurant industry back in 2016. I, you know, I worked every night and weekend for the longest time for 17 years. And I was like, you know what? I'm ready to move on to something else. Ended up leaving there. I ended up getting a small little $1,500 loan from Trustmark um, to help me uh, design a logo. I formed an LLC, Fit Chef Catering at the time. And then next thing I know, I found a spot to rent out a kitchen to where I can, like I told you, you know, I could take in a tote full of ingredients. I take the tote in there, I'll cook up a handful of meals, I put it into containers, and then I deliver it out to my clients. I had seven clients my first week. I made 40 meals that first week, and this is back in 2000. Uh, Sixteen. How'd you get your clients? Like social media or just because people they knew, you knew that yeah, worked people out? People we knew, yeah. uh, you know, obviously in the restaurant industry, you know, um, people knew who I was at the time. And so I had a handful of people who wanted to try it out. And then, uh, of course, from there, did that for a few months. But then the location, the kitchen that I was renting out in 2016 uh, the uh, guy who was owning the restaurant ended up losing access, losing, closing down the restaurant. So I had to close my business. I didn't have a kitchen to cook out of anymore. And so I ended up going back into the restaurant industry and working at other restaurants, you know. So did that for a little while, worked at a little a couple of different restaurants. In fact, uh, I hung out at uh, Fine and Dandy for a little while over here in Jackson. I helped Jesse Houston. I was part of the opening team there. Uh, and then ended up getting a job at Margaritaville that was opening in Vicksburg. And I quickly realized that corporate kitchen is not, it's not the best place for a guy like me. Yeah. And so. Um, it seemed like a free spirit. Yeah, right. No, yeah. absolutely. Um, obviously, I wanted to do, you know, things that, you know, a little more fun, a little bit different. They didn't like my ideas and they were very strict. And so I ended up leaving there. So I left uh, Margaritaville in 2017, going into 2018. And then I, I was lost. I was like, all right, what am I going to do now? Well, I started staying up late at night. I started studying. I started doing that midnight grind, right? And so I started reading about personal, uh, physical, uh, uh, personal training and learned more about eating healthy, all this kind of stuff. And so I ended up uh, becoming a certified personal trainer. 
And then I realized that I'm going to be a personal trainer inside of Vicksburg. And of course, uh, you know, the prices I charge, it was hard to find many clients. And of course, I had a couple of great ladies that, you know, wanted me to be their personal trainer. Um, but the thing is, they wanted to just kind of do more simpler things. And my form of training at the time was a little more complex. You know, obviously, that's the reason why I own Rockbox now, because, you know, it's more high in interval. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you know, so I figured if I'm going to do personal training, why not offer healthy food again so you can get a two-for-one package? Like, here you go. You come train with me. Also, I'm going to cook food for you, too. Yeah, even I had a personal trainer at one point in my life, and they tried to put these meal plans together for you. And if you just don't understand how it works, it's impo- you know it's hard to, to go from eating fried food every day or fast food to you want me to eat what? This can't be good. Right. You know, and I think that's the nexus of Fit Chef is I'm eating turkey meatloaf, and I'm eating cauliflower um, potatoes or whatever, yeah, cauliflower mac, mac and cheese. cheese. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever had because it's understanding food and it, or it's getting it from someone who understands that good food can also taste good. Right. So here I am training a couple of, you know, real amazing ladies, um, older ladies, and cooking food for them, right? And I did a little personal chef on the side, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know what? My food, my passion is still with food, and there's a need for it. And so I ended up testing a bunch of different recipes. And at the same time, I tried to find a kitchen. And so I tried to find my own personal kitchen that I can have for my own self. Ended up finding a kitchen in the bottom of the Vicksburg Hotel in downtown Vicksburg. Hasn't been used in years. It was real dark, grungy. There's mold everywhere. It was really nasty. And so I ended up putting together a business plan to get, take it to the bank. And so I ended up taking it to the bank, to River Hills. Shout out to my guy, Judd, uh, over there at River Hills. He's been a great help over these last five years. But I took it there, and I'm sitting here showing them this business plan that says, hey, I want to open a meal prep company in the middle of Vicksburg, Mississippi, where we can also do you know catering, things like this. They rejected it. They said, no, this may not be a good idea. But, of course, they took it to the SBA, and the SBA rejected. Well, Judd's like, you know, I really like what you're trying to do here, and this is one of the most thought-out and well-presented business plans that I'm going to put in for an appeal. So my guy, Judd, he believed in what I was trying to do. He put in an appeal. They came back and says, hey, we'll give you $20,000 from the SBA. I'm like, all right, cool. So I take that $20,000, and I spend every single last dime I possibly could to renovate this kitchen, to bring it up to code, because it was, it was rough. It's rough, yeah. And buy whatever small, cheap, whatever kitchen equipment I could find. Um, and I bought some coolers and got a little storefront out front of the, right there on the corner, corner of Clay Street in downtown Vicksburg. Literally spent everything I could, got any hand-me-down office supplies. from. You had a kitchen and a storefront, same spot? Same spot, same spot. The total square foot was less than 600 square foot. And do you have any coolers and other gyms or off-site locations? This this, this this is the very first one. Okay. This is the very first one. Um, Literally, so the backstory is to it, I spent every bit money I had down to $600. Uh, my personal bank account was a negative 174. We opened on November 1st, 2018. On October 31st, which is Halloween of uh, 2018, um, I had four employees. All right. Um, I had $600 to the business, period. Uh, payday was going to be on Friday. I didn't know how I was going to pay the four employees I had. It was Halloween. I had a daughter at the, you know, I have a daughter and she was uh, going on almost two years old. Got parental commitments. Right. Yeah. So, so how, here it is Halloween. I had already sent my staff home. 
I went to go see my daughter for a few minutes. I went to go hang out with her for just a few minutes while she goes trick-or-treating because I need to get food made because we open the next day. I had no idea what I was doing. I've never opened a store before. I never ran a cash register, period, at my own place. And I learned the hard way you need to have money in the cash register when you open, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyways, I go see my daughter for a few minutes. She's wearing this cute little uh, prisoner outfit, you know, black and white stripes, all that kind of stuff. Give her a kiss. I go right back to the kitchen. I sent a text message out to everybody in my family. I was like, hey, I could really use some help. I can't have employees right now because I don't know if I'll be able to pay them. You know, I sent a message out and say, hey, I could really use some help tonight, anything like that. Nobody responded back. My mom finally responded back a little bit later saying, what kind of help do you need? And I was like, well, honestly, I need $1,600 so that I can finish paying off my employees to make sure they're paid. I'm completely broke. And she's like, never responded. Right. And so here I am, Halloween night, all the way until midnight back in 2018, cooking everything I could. Finally, I got tired about 1230, one o'clock. I go home. I take a nap. I wake up at 530. I take a shower. I come back in at six and we open November 1st, 2018. And the day that we opened the doors, right before we opened, there was a line out the door. There's about 15 people waiting for us to unlock the doors. I had maybe about 120 meals in the cooler. We ended up doing $1,906 in sales that very first day. You needed 18 to pay the staff. I needed 18. Actually, I needed 1,800 to pay Cisco first. Yeah. Otherwise, we couldn't get groceries the next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is a Thursday. On Friday, we ended up opening up and we ended up doing $2,400 in sales on that Friday. I paid my staff, I paid Cisco, and we went into the next week. And so from there. With stock. With stock. Yeah. And, you know, that was the scariest moment ever. I was nerve-wracked. Here I am opening a business. I have no idea what I'm doing. There's no labels on the meals at all. And people are like, well, what's this? Well, what's this? Well, what's this? And, like, the whole entire time, I'm like, uh, that's, uh, that's the, uh, the, the, the meatloaf with the cauliflower potatoes that Clay Anthony you know, just mentioned. You know, <laughs> uh, Clay Edwards. Um, so, anyways, ended up, started out small. Organized chaos, right? Organized chaos. I have four employees. Man, I never ran a business before in my life like this. I managed, you know, restaurants and kitchens. Um, man, and all of a sudden it just took off. All right, let's take a break. We'll pick back up there. I guess I, I want to get into the food side of it, and I want to talk about the Fit Chef School Cooking School. This is going to be really cool. We'll be right back. With Kevin Roberts on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB with Kevin Roberts. We're talking about Fit Chef, but real quick before we get back to that, how about a uh, word from our sponsors over at A1 Gear and Auto. That's right, man. Is your check engine light on? Is your air not blowing cold? You got a wobble in your wheel? Anything like that? Got a roaring in your rear end? That's what they specialize in is your ring and pinion. They've been doing that for 15 years, but of course, they can work on anything. The only thing they don't work on are diesel engines we have other great sponsors here at wyab that do now we're talking about a1 gear and auto they're located right there on 49 south in florence justin and his team will get you rolling give them a call today check them out on facebook a1 gear and auto if you're heading south on 49 you pass tom's fried pies and boom they're gonna be right there on your right it's a big white building big red sign says a1 gear and auto gears are what they do so much so that it is in their name if you've gone and gotten a big truck like my friend Kevin has here, and you got some big wheels and tires on it, your gear ratio is probably out of whack. You need to get by A1 Gear and Auto and make sure you got the right gear ratios in your front 
and rear end so you can use your four-wheel drive. Because I sell cars, and all y'all keep telling me, man, I got to have four-wheel drive in case I get stuck in my yard. You wouldn't believe how often I hear that. Yeah, sure. In case I get stuck in my yard. <laughs> what What's your yard look like? Anyway, get over to A1 Gear and Auto. Let them get you taken care of. They, they do a lot of work on Jeeps. So, Jeep guys, I'm talking to y'all, too. You got one. Went over to Mack Hike. You got your new Jeep. You done jacked it up. Lost all that power into the, because of the wheels and tires. Go get the correct gear ratios that you need. Get your power back and get out of everybody's way on the road. I'm kidding. All right, A1 Gear and Auto. Kevin. Yes, sir. All right, we're at Fit Chef here. You've opened up. You survived the grand opening. You've had a hell of a first year at that point. Um, I, want, I want to talk about um, the passion for f- the food, and uh, the healthy food. This Because this is where this whole thing really gets interesting for me. I, I never thought that turkey anything would be good other than like sliced turkey on a sandwich. You start talking about turkey meatloaf and I think it was always like turkey burger. I'm not eating a turkey burger. You've lost your mind. Now one of my favorite items over there other than the turkey meatloaf is the turkey burger. That's right. You know, and it's like, and then of course cauliflower. I don't like cauliflower. Like I would not eat a piece of cauliflower by itself, but once but cauliflower plays and it, it molds into other foods so well. Pizza crust. I'm shocked. I had a cauliflower pizza crust the other day. I was like, this is way, way too good. So how, how do you get into that? How do you start? Is it just experimenting in the kitchen? It's like, all right, we got this. It's very moldable and pliable, like cauliflower. We can make macaroni and cheese out of it. We can do all these different things with it. And I guess same goes for turkey. I mean, how, how do you come, how do you, how does this all come about? I mean, I'm probably asking that question terribly. I, I can't think of a better way to say it. I just like, no, no, no. I'm I blown you. I'm, away I'm, how you're able to take foods that I wouldn't think normally taste good in and of themselves as like a side, like the things we're taught as kids, like vegetables, you know, but here it is. You've taken that and you're turning it into this great thing here. And I, and I, I think some people who may not eat healthy on a regular basis may hear it and they're just like, I'm not doing that. But trust me, this stuff's phenomenal. Well, the biggest thing is understanding the actual science of the food itself. You know, I mean, we got to think about, you know, each ingredient plays a part. You know, of course, here we are in our demographics of Mississippi. What do we think most likely in Mississippi? We're going to eat a lot of fried foods. We're going to eat a lot of things that we're accustomed to, country cooking, you know, soul food, things like that. Blue plates, buffets. Oh, yeah, absolutely, you know. Um, So it's hard to break that food addiction because that's what it is. It's a food addiction that most of us don't realize that we have because we become so addicted to the taste and flavors of the profiles of what we normally eat on a regular basis that whenever we start having different ingredients such as turkey burgers and cauliflower, flowers that it's hard to adjust our palate because it's a unusual intake of what we normally you know from what we normally consume so our goal is and what i've always done is try my best to take southern cooking and just try to substitute a few of the less healthier ingredients and try to put in a healthier ingredient into it kind of like one of my most popular dishes is going to be our um our cauliflower shrimp and grits where you you take cauliflower you boil it just like you normally would you break it down but then you incorporate you know um, cream cheese parmesan you add in some garlic you add in some salt you add in some onion powder things like that and you puree it to where it becomes consistency almost similar to uh, grits 
And by far, one of our most popular dishes is that. You know, um, you you take the process and techniques of what you would normally use, and you just substitute the ingredients. You know, you talk about a turkey burger. Well, I mean, obviously, if you add in some caramelized mushrooms and onions on top of a turkey burger, and, of course, add in some zucchini fries that are coated in Parmesan cheese, and you bake it off. I mean, we're using fresh ingredients, obviously. Sure. And so just trying to learn how to use technique, which has come from years of, you know, practice and things like that, to use the ingredients to learn how to change out what would be, you know, like, like, for example, one of our pot roasts is one of our main things. And I put pot roast with cauliflower mashed potatoes, which is actually not potatoes, but it's just mashed cauliflower with, you know, okay. garlic. Kind of play a mashed potato. Well, you got to understand, I mean, you've used... Use the ingredients that God has given us, you know, from garlic to onions to bell peppers, you know, all these different things. You can incorporate them and cook them a different way to where you get different flavors out of them. Well, you know, people are so misinformed about what is and what isn't healthy. Oh, yeah, man. Look, it is mind boggling to me. Like, just because it ain't fried doesn't mean it's healthy. I'm trying, you know, people eat pasta and think they're eating healthy. I'm like. No. Right. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm going out Saturday night and I'm getting me a big bowl of pasta for my birthday. But saying it it ain't, you're not eating healthy if you're eating pasta every day. Well, you have to realize, I mean, obviously. And Subway pulled the wool over people's eyes for years with with, the eat fresh. With the eat fresh. Jared lost all this weight only eating Subway every day. All this, that, and the other. Like, bro, you don't lose weight eating that much bread. No, man. Well, the the reality is, is because we have a um, lack of education in food. That's that's one of the biggest things. Like the food and nutrition is not educated to us. It's not being taught to us. And there's you know, there's there's reasons behind the people who are paying for our education system don't want us to learn as much because obviously if we're too healthy, obviously that means we become too strong. And if we're too strong, well and that's a whole different rabbit hole we'll save for another day. Right. But the thing is there's just a lack of education. So when there's not a lack of you know, people are not being taught how to eat healthy or they're not trying they're not being taught to take in uh, an interest in what is good for us versus just eating, it's it's hard. It's hard, you know. And most people don't have the ability, or even have the patience, or or the willingness to want to learn how to eat healthier until it's too late. When it's too late, then you're going to the doctor. You have obesity. You have health issues. You have you know diabetes. I mean, you got to think these are all the number one things that riddle Mississippi is you know obesity, or you know um, high blood pressure, hypertension, things like this. You know, and the reality is that it's all stemming from what we eat, how we eat it, and how much we eat of it. And that's the thing I'm trying to help educate and teach. You know, my and, and that's been our hardest struggle. You know how long how hard it's been trying to teach Mississippi to eat healthier. <laughs> but I am grateful for our loyal customers, the people who have come to us, um, that have had a chance to change their lives. You know, the most satisfying thing I've got to experience in the last five years of being in business is how many people have sent me their testimonies. How many people will sit there and say, because of you, my doctor took me off of A1C medicine. Like I'm not my, my blood pressure, my blood sugar is staying normal now. You know, I've lost 20 pounds. I've lost 30 pounds. I think the most weight loss I've had from one person who said they ate our meals five days out of the week was 127 pounds. Wow. Yep. They they literally said they lost 127 pounds because of a rigorous you know rigorous uh, schedule of eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner from Fit Chef, and that's been the most exhilarating and the most um, humbling situation I've ever had. You know, because like I said, I spent most of my life overweight. I spent most of my life you know battling food addictions, uh, compulsive eating disorders, things like this. 
because food has been you you can't take away food and survive so people don't know how to eat and so being able to hear the stories and connect them with people on a very personal level when they tell me about how their life has changed because they are now eating healthier all because we provide a service is 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 the most rewarding part to what i do it is man I, a fellow that i work for casey over at ellis autoplex who turned him on to fit chef and He's a fit guy, but it's it's been fun watching him work his way into um, count. He's got a carb counter thing on his phone now, and he's in putting his meals in there. And he's thought he was eating healthy or some things, but he wasn't like protein bars and this, that, and the other. So, man, I went back and there was like forty grams of pro- uh, carbs in that thing, or this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And watching him pay, and he's doing way better than I am right now, but it's exciting watching somebody get fired up like that, and it kind of re-motivates me to want to get fired up and eat healthier. And like I said, I think if one thing I could one thing I could do when this is all said and done, my time in radio or media, whatever is done, I, <laughs> it's not turned to a bunch of people into conservatives. It's, I'd like to see people start eating healthier and just taking care, better care of themselves in general, work out, eat healthier. And I get so tired. I told you this off air. One thing that grinds my gears more than anything is when people tell me it's expensive to eat healthy. I would like for you to consider the cost of not eating healthy. And honestly, if you can drive through McDonald's or any other fast food place today, you're going to spend 12, 13 bucks on a biggie size, whatever meal. You can spend 10, 12 bucks on a fit chef meal. Now you may not be, you know, it's portion control, right? You know? Yeah. We but, weigh in portion every single thing we do. You know, it, it, it's the right amount for you, man. You eat it and get back to work and boom, you're not, guess what? Most of the time anyway, if you'll quit eating about half your food and just put it up by the time it settles, you're full anyway. It takes 15 minutes for your body, for your brain to have the signal of saying, Hey, your stomach's full. 15 minutes. Yep. So that's the reason why we always overeat is because by the time we finally finish the sensation of chewing and swallowing and flavors, Mm -hmm. it takes 15 minutes for our stomach to send a signal up to our brain saying, hey, you're full. Stop eating. Interesting. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's get into Fit Chef University. What's what's going to be the technical name of the school? Well, technically, it's going to be uh, Fit Chef Junior. Fit Chef Junior. Because it's a culinary academy and experience for children. I like it. This is going to be good. This is going to be great for Mississippi. We'll be right back to discuss it with Kevin Roberts here on The Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, you need your windows tinted? How about Lakeland Glass and Tent? Home, car, or business? Go see Jason Anderson and the team. You need your windshield replaced? Your vehicle wrapped? Lakeland Glass and Tent. They're also now offering ceramic coating on your vehicle. I still get at least two or three people a week asking me about ceramic coating. Guys, I wish I had time. I don't anymore. I'll refer all my folks over to Lakeland Glass and Tent. Since they started doing it, they do everything right there. They'll do this right, too. Check them out, lakelandglassintent.com, or just go see them in person, or give them a call, 601-946-1000. Lakeland Glass Intent, where quality matters. All right, this is the part I'm most excited about with Kevin. <clears throat> Kevin, you're starting a uh, uh, a bit of a cooking school for kids, right? Yeah, something like that. Um I have a feeling it's going to turn out bigger than I, I, I'm anticipating. It seems like everything you've done has turned out bigger than you anticipated. It's so so far has been the story of my life, yeah. So I think this is pretty cool, man, because I think so many kids don't learn it now. I mean, I'm not. this ain't a knock on anybody out there. I know everybody works hard. I haven't taught my daughter how to cook either like I should have, so I'm lumping myself into this. Everybody's busy nowadays. Everybody's working bell to bell, can to can't. The last thing you want to do is try to come home and teach your kids how to cook at the same time. 
all this stuff, this, that, and the other. And you got so many um, people out there, men and women. I know guys just like to say, can women not cook anymore? Guys, can y'all cook? <laughs> you know, so so many people out there have no understanding of how to cook past um, throwing a box in a microwave. Yeah, I know, so, man. It's, um... So I think this is a great chance to get kids that are young and teach them and learn the passion of it, learn the science of cooking. And uh, I'll let you tell them about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I mean, obviously cooking at home is, you know, it, it, it tends to be a dying art nowadays. I mean, because, I mean, you got to think of how busy uh, we are. So in the last five years since I've been in business, I've had multiple different times where I've been asked to do speeches, where I've asked to do cooking demonstrations, where I've asked to do all kinds of different different events or anything like that, right? And I realize that the most enjoyable moments that I've had have been whenever I've actually done cooking demonstrations or done cooking classes for for kids you know um i've done it from everything from kids with special needs from you know older kids i've done private one-on-one lessons with a few kids over the last five years and that teaching is more joyful to me than any meal that i've ever sold any meal that i've ever put together for somebody else just for the sole art of fact of hearing them say oh this tastes good the joy that comes from seeing a kid genuinely, truly love what they're doing, that not only are they learning, they're having a hands-on experience, they're having an ability to, to grasp and feel and to learn, you know, what they're doing, how they're doing, and, and the fact that they, as a result, they get to eat what they created. It's, 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 it's just, I just love that feeling. You know, it's a great experience. So... God is starting to lead me toward the next step because, you know, obviously what I've learned through COVID and, of course, what I've learned through the inflation of the last year that, you know, business and selling food and especially healthy food is not always going to be around. There may be a chance that everything can come crashing down and then all of a sudden I have nothing. You know, there's a teeter-totter with that every single day because that's what happens in business. You're going to, as a business owner, you're going to say, hey, man, this is going to be it. We're we're home and we're going to die. This is going to be done. We're, you know, business, we're going to go out of business. So we're building a new kitchen facility out here in Glustad, up in uh, North Madison County. And so this kitchen facility is going to house, you know, our new kitchen headquarters, which is going to give us the capability of having our nationwide shipping because we are going into nationwide shipping. Just last week, I was in Kansas City testing out vacuum seal machines so that we can put our meals in vacuum seal trays. This will allow for us to have packaging to where we can pack it on dry ice, where we can box it and ship it all the way up to 23 states across the nation. That way, we can not only just have Fit Chef here in Mississippi, we will be able to have Fit Chef on a national level in comparison to some other competitors that are out there. Because um, I, I feel like we have a good product that, you know, could be used across the country. Well, in addition to this, because the, the space that we're building is going to have such a massive space, and my love and passion for actually teaching and showing and educating kids and children, even how to cook has now led me to create what's going to be first starting off as Fit Chef Junior. All right. Even got a logo made too. And you're the first one outside of my employees to see this logo, by the way, Clay. And so this is our logo right here. All right. Let's it's, check it out. Check that out. I dig it. I dig it. I love the junior on there. Eat well, live better. So what a valuable lesson. Exactly. Exactly. So what we're going to end up doing is I'm creating um Almost like a Montessori type class set, set up uh, where basically we teach and educate 
how to cook, but not just, and we're not just going to sit here and babysit your kids, all right? Basically, you sign up for a six-week program. Uh, the six weeks will correlate with the school system to where, you know, you start at the beginning of the year, you have six weeks, obviously you have your fall breaks, you have your winter breaks, all this kind of stuff, where basically you sign up and each, we'll have beginner, we have intermediate, we'll have advanced, and then we'll end up having at least one and a half hour classes, you know, a week for each class. So technically a kid could take it three times? A beginner, intermediate. Oh no, they can stay in it with it for a lifetime. Okay, you know the beginner is going to be just you know the first year or two. Yeah, you know from like from five years old to fifteen is what we think because at fifteen they will offer you a job. Yeah, and so you know you turn sixteen, it's like hey, do you want to come work for us? Versus you know do you want to get paid to learn how to cook versus so, paid to do it? It kind of becomes Fit Chef University, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So basically, you know, we teach them everything from sanitation. We teach them how to. Um, how uh, culinary school would be taught, you know, we teach discipline, we teach, you know, um, proper uh, food handling skills and all this kind of stuff. But then we also have the courses where it's like, hey, we're going to have an Asian course. You're going to learn how to make like dumplings. You're going to learn how to make like real ramen noodles. You're going to make it, you know, different things like that of that nature. And you actually teach not just how to cook the food, but you're going to teach the the history of it. You're going to teach the science of it. You're going to teach how to understand measurements. You're going to teach how to understand exactly what you're creating from the ingredient up so that you can have knowledge that you can take home with you because this will be a tangible item that people can take home you're taking six-year-olds you're gonna learn home go home and teach your parents how to cook scrambled eggs right yeah you know simple things like that my daughter she was four years old learning how to cook scrambled eggs on a gas stove mind <laughs> you all right um, but then you have certain you know skills like obviously i'm not going to give a five-year-old an eight-inch chef knife right right and so they can work into their skills as they grow old we're going to have custom-made chef coats. We're going to have custom-made aprons. We're going to have custom-made chef hats, things of this nature. And at the end of each six weeks, your student, your child will end up getting a certificate that says, hey, I passed the Fit Chef Academy or, you know, or something like that. And I have a feeling that in the future, if this thing does grow, that's going to end up changing names versus just Fit Chef Junior. Because mm-hmm. um, that's just obviously my you know, business now. And there's no telling what may happen. I can see plenty of adults that would be wildly interested in this as well. Well, the problem is, as much as I love uh, teaching uh, people how to cook, I'd much rather stick to to children. Yeah. Um, I may end up doing a couple of adult classes along the way. The only problem is the kids have, or the the adults, they're already seasoned, as I like to call it, yeah. because they already have certain ways they're stuck in. You know, they they may have things that they were taught. You know, in their life that yeah, they may, just can't break that, that that may butt heads against what I'm trying to teach. You yeah. know, because my goal is just to teach you know the actual like real science of food. Whereas kids, they're more entertaining because you could literally make a dad joke and they crack up. And you can literally throw a spaghetti noodle against the wall and they think it's the greatest thing ever and they yeah. leave happy as all get out, right? And it's more entertaining, but you also see the look in the eye of a child whenever they learn how to cook something, but they learn how to play with the, they learn about it, you know. So, this is where we're, where we're heading. Um, obviously, we're building out this new kitchen facility in Glustad. And the ironic thing of it is, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I wrote a letter to the first, um, uh, 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 the governor's wife, um, yeah. the, the first lady of Mississippi. I mm-hmm. wrote an email to her, you know, her area, whatever it is, chapter or whatever, the her office, basically, sure. trying to find out how we can get grants for this kind of thing. Because, you know, buying all this material to teach, because I'm talking about doing um, uh, uh, induction burners, you're going to need certain equipment for children, which is going to cost money. It's going to cost, you know, my estimation is about twenty five to $30,000 of what I'm going to end up needing for just for the culinary, you know, education part of it. 
Um, ironically, I never got a response back from them. But then this past weekend, I was sponsoring a bodybuilding show up in Tupelo this past weekend. And the person next door, next to our booth, just so happened to be the highway patrolman who is the bodyguard for the governor and his family. <laughs> and so we ended up having a real long conversation about it. So I'm hoping that he gives my information and hopefully he hears this and he can give my information to the the first lady so that we can figure out how we can get additional funding to help push this because I think it'll be a great time. You know, I mean, we are so busy nowadays that, you know, kids don't get a chance to learn how to cook because parents are working twice as much. Um, we're having, you know, different, you know, sports. We're having different after school activities. But the reality is not every kid is going to play baseball or softball. Not every kid is going to play football. There are these kids still, you know, that have want to do things. That well, these cooking shows are so wildly popular now. And I, I know younger kids that love watching these cooking shows. Surely they want the opportunity to go learn how to cook. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can see, I'm just forecasting a little. I can see people, other businesses sponsoring scholarships to send kids to do this thing or just all, all kind of stuff. I think the possibilities are endless for this. And like I said, I think it's going to become bigger than I imagined because, you know, I made a post on a, um, local Glustat Facebook social media page about if anybody would be interested in cooking lessons for their kids. And man, we had like 300 comments, 300 shares. Like it just blew up and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I guess there is going to be a need for this. But the thing is, it's, it's something that's so passionate that I really enjoy and want to be a part of. Because yeah. again, not only do I get to teach these kids, you know, or we'll be able to teach kids how to cook and, you know, and ignite a passion for it. And they'll have, you know, obviously we're also going to have something there for the moms and dads too. By the way, um, you can either have a drop-off fee or $20 where you leave your kid with us or you can hang out. And your kid, you can also have a free charcuterie and mimosas while you watch your kids cook. <laughs> Sign me up for the charcuterie and mimosas. Look, let's come back, land the plane for the day with Kevin Roberts. Let him tell you how to find Fit Chef locally. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in here as we land the plane for the day with Kevin Roberts of Fit Chef. Kevin, how can people find you? How can people find Fit Chef? Where are your locations? Give us a dirty on all that. So basically we have three store locations. Um, we're going to be in Glustat, Mississippi. We're going to be in Flowood, and we're also going to be in Oxford. Those are going to be our full-service store locations where we have everything from breakfast, lunch, dinners. Our Oxford and Glustat locations also offer fresh smoothies made from scratch. Not a bunch of chemicals, not a bunch of, you know, added ingredients. It's straight-up raw material. What we got to do to get that in Flowood? Uh, well, that was uh, – Flood was an interesting location. I, yeah. This is a whole other episode of how Floodwood came around. Okay, sure. Then, uh, of course, also we have satellite locations inside of Vicksburg, Mississippi, which is going to be the Coffee House ca uh, Cafe, which is right in front of where our actual current kitchen location is. And then we have Rockbox, Jackson, and Fondren Fitness. They each have a satellite location inside there. Cool. Um, we got about a minute left here. I tell you what I did. I ordered the ten pack online. Yes, you can order online. I love doing that. Eatfitchefmeals.com. Eatfitchefmeals.com. It's pretty self-explanatory there. You order the, online, you get a discount. The more you buy, the more you save. That's right. I like it. Kevin, appreciate you coming out today, man. It's been man. a pleasure, man. I really enjoyed this. And look, don't forget the, the real reason for this meeting today was to, A, tell you about how you can eat healthier, and B, to let you know we are both competing or helping raise, I don't know if you want to call it competing, in uh, the Real Men Wear Pink for the American Cancer Society. Uh, go donate to Kevin, donate to me, donate to whoever. Just donate. It's for a good cause. We're here to save the Tatas. I will be back here tomorrow. Coming up next, you have Allison 
it's not Noe no more. It's Allison Tharp. That's right. Congratulations. Miss Tharp will be here next on her health show. It's a lot of health on a Monday morning on WYAB. I will see you tomorrow. By the way, if everybody donates to my campaign, they get a free meal. Got it. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.